0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark.
2: I'm Justin.
0: And we I'm have Andrew. and special guest Andrew is here. Hey, Andrew, how are you, buddy? Also, well, I think sure. I realized that I never introduced myself in the last episode. I None of us saying <laughs> I wasn't dead.
2: None, None of, was. of us introduced ourselves, we all just kept saying we weren't dead. <laughs> we're
1: not dead.
0: We're all still right. not dead. No. In
2: still
1: fact, not. we're going on to episode two for today. So yeah. to further prove, we're not dead. Is that like a Monty Python reference? Yes. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> Partly for me it is. For, yes, but we also... I forgot to, to upload a podcast
0: for about a month. All right. So we actually got a lot of
2: people reaching out to see if we were alive.
0: <laughs> and prior to that, Greg sat in for me because I had pneumonia. All oh, right. right. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And Greg kept... You know, saying, who's Mark? Where's Mark? Mark? Who is that? that? Yeah, you had the plague for like the last six weeks or whatever it was. His house is
2: essentially an infirmary at this point. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I heard they put like a big bubble around your house. They (laughs) should have.
1: At one point, Mark would have just leaned into it and just been like, take me. (laughs) Come on, for Halloween, you totally could have done the recreation of E.T.? oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> set it up just get a kid with a bicycle out front and then uh you know just start going up to oh. a couple more years <laughs> i'll have
0: enough uh garden you know plastic sheeting from gardening in order to do that so there you go uh, uh.
1: so conveniently andrew brought by a handful of mead with him yep and um and the 2008 spe- and bourbon one, county yeah one special guest bourbon county yep so we're looking forward to that so uh andrew what kind of meads did you bring with you today? So
3: I brought the, the finished mead that, um, that we worked on in those two episodes. Harry vetch, yeah, or The hairy vetch one that we, you know, back sweetened. Still and, funny. And, uh, yeah, and then the <laughs> other one is a, uh, a braggot. Uh, for anybody who doesn't what a braggot is, it's a honey. Um, it's a mead that's um, made with uh, malted grains, malted barley, malted whatever. Um, so that's
2: why it's so dark.
3: Yeah, right, right. So the base of this was was a like a stout.
2: You know? Yeah, it was an American stout, yeah, fairly high, stout. fairly highly hopped too.
3: Right. So it was a club. It was a, it was a, it was a, an ass like event, an inter club event that we did over at Twenty Seven A that um, that Greg and was it Mike
2: Ingenito said that. Up? Yep. Yeah, right, well, Greg yeah. and Mike Ingenito did the recipe. Yeah. So they set cool. it up,
3: and then I took the the, the beer home and I dumped uh, a gallon of honey in it, and then uh, fermented it away at nice. ninety five degrees with that cave nice. yeast.
2: Yeah, that uh, the, yeah. Uh, Ryan gave you a picture,
0: hothead, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've I've used it twice now. It's really super interesting. The second time I used it, it was, it, it, like I you didn't
0: feel so wrong keeping it so warm. <laughs> no, well, I
3: also I kind of figured it out a little bit more, like with the with the nutrient additions, because it's really kind of hard to find to figure out the nutrient additions on you know where where to hit them because it just moves so fast. Like the the second so the Steinbrew that we did for the club. Um, you know, I did the same thing. I got up to like, I think I got up to like 1160, and it dropped like 100 points in like three days. Wow. Yeah. It was <laughs> just like, holy crow, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, normally the nutrient additions are at 24, 48, 72, and then roughly a week or or the two-thirds sugar break. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah that,
2: that all happened probably within the first 24 hours.
3: Right, right. And I also I also used inorganic nutrients, which like, I, I don't know. I just, in my mind, it just me. I'm like, if this thing is burning through, it, you know, if this if this if this this yeast is burning through like the, you know the the must this fast that I want something that's going to be like just a straight shot of like you know of you know of speed. You're basically this. giving it <laughs> roids, right? Right? <laughs> it's a John Belushi of uh, meads. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon.
1: <laughs> oh man, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that Brian. That's really interesting. I
2: remember when uh, when Mark did it'll be boshi meat for the for the meat event. Um, over the summer, we, uh, when I told you he was fermenting it at 100 degrees, you were like, well, that's going to be rocket fuel. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm really, I'm am I'm still, I'm, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing ever, man. It just flies in the face of everything.
2: The, um, as far as the nutrient additions, did you change the amounts or did you go with like a high, just like yeah. a, a high nutrient? Yeah, or did went, you, yeah. Did you go higher than, higher than that? No, or? I,
3: I just went for, I went on like, uh, uh, Mean Made Right, the, the Sergio Matula from, uh, um, from Melavino his website. I just went on like, a, and I, I test. I just used a a yeast strain that has a high nutrient, um, uh,
2: you know, requirement. That's, that's not that's not that's not a crane in the background. Marcus trying to <laughs> open the open the bottle with the cork thing. He didn't screw it down far enough, which is part of the problem.
0: I was trying not to go completely through the cork and destroy it outright. Oh, okay. Well,
2: that's Dude. over now. It's also I also have like the 1970s style ghetto. Uh, no, <laughs> if it was corp made corp
0: in corp? the 1970s, it'd at least be made out of metal. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But that's the style that it's in.
2: So yeah, you, you just you just use the regular amounts for like a high thing. As far, yeah. as, as, far yeah. as timing
3: goes, did you want... Every 12 hours. Oh my God. Yeah, I did, every, I did, I did four <laughs> edition, four editions every 12, 12 hours. That's really interesting. Yeah, I got that from Annie Zipser, who sits on the American Bee Makers Association committee with me. And she had just... I got into a conversation about her, and that's what she said she did. So that's what I did. I just did Fur Made K every 12 hours.
2: Yeah, that's, that's we. Were, I was wondering that because Mark's method was basically to walk into the uh, his garage and <laughs> if it smelled like
0: sulfur, he added Does more nutrients. My nutrient. garage smelled like a firing range. Okay, time to add some nutrients. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's way to do too, dude. The uh, this meat cleared up like with nobody's business.
1: Yeah, it's very very clear.
2: Yeah, yeah. It gets it gets super clear. Do you
1: have a oh sorry. Uh, I I'm think there's, to... Yeah, there's water in here. There you go. And uh. This last, this other one that you brought is uh, from Haymaker. Yeah, Haymaker It's yeah. pretty cool looking. A fluffberry. So yeah, I'm yes. Assuming we're getting a uh, like a marshmallow fluff kind of character. Going I'm
3: on. not really sure. Actually, he he Adam. So the the owner of Haymaker Meadery, the head mead maker, is Adam Crockett. He was uh, one of the original members of Long Island Beer Malt Enthusiasts. Um, you know, me and him got into mead around the same time. And then he moved down to Pennsylvania, and then he opened up a commercial metery and he's just killing it. You know what I mean? His making...
2: means we had from him at HomebrewCon Con were unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that just, you know, when he does something, he goes all the way with it. And um, he's got a great palate. He's a certified judge. Me and him got trained together as judges. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm super happy for him. He's, he's, his business is expanding greatly very, very fast.
2: That's great. Good news. The uh, aroma on the on this mead is, it, you know, it, it reminds me of cream soda. Just you know, every yeah. time we we, we we go back to it, this this particular honey varietal just gives me cream soda.
1: Yeah, the v- the vanilla is really really prominent in there.
2: Mm. It's oh. you would think there was almost an addition. You know, like yeah, you, it's um,
1: really
0: tasty. Oh man, that's so this is
3: yeah this is at the back sweet and everything.
0: Yeah, it came out really good.
2: Yeah, this tastes like uh, NHC Gold. Maybe. I like a little bit more acidity. Well, the good news is you can, uh, you can change that at any point. Also slightly carbonated, but it's a little peddling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see how with a little bit of carbonation, you would, you would change that experience a bit. But
3: I, I think what's interesting, though, and, and this is something that a lot of people talk about, is um, you know, like one of these kind of older misconceptions about mead making that, oh, if you back-sweeten, you can tell. Right, it's like oh, all yeah. the like the the finished product and the honey don't melt. You cannot tell that at all. No. Now, like when you guys taste this. <laughs> no, like I don't get any chamomile. Right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a that's a that's a it's a great reference though. It's gonna no one's gonna understand. That's okay though.
0: <laughs> the people who were there will. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> but nice. no, this is really really pleasant. I like that it's uh, I like that vanilla sweetness it's kind of has like the creamsicle kind of taste going on which is uh really pleasant i'm going back to pleasant i know it's not like it just it's not a it's not aggressively sweet it's just like all right this is cool it's not mellow it doesn't taste like a like a high octane meat it's just here it is like hang out let's go enjoy
3: yeah i I think we really hit the sweetness on the head I, i do like the level of sweetness on it you know what I mean? That I think it, it it almost, the perception of it is almost like semi-dry, which is bizarre. You know, it's like
0: 1045. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it it, it, it it finishes in a nice spot because, you know, you, you take a sip, you're like, I want some more of that. Yeah. It sounds well, like, right. mm, it's very drinkable. I'm, I'm good. You know, that's pretty sweet. I'm going to take my time with this. It's like, no, I want more.
3: Yeah, it's very drinkable.
0: It, it's pretty
2: It's pretty crazy to me The that there's only, you, you make beer, you put different malts in something. You know, if you, if you just went and put one malt in a beer, you're almost always going to get a very one note reaction to it. You know what I mean? At that point, you're probably going to put hops in there in order to balance everything. But being that there's one honey varietal and the only ingredient is that honey. Yeah. And it's, you know, clean, a clean yeast was used. There's nothing that's going to give yeast character to it. Yeah. Well, not on this, there wasn't. No, right. I mean, this particular one, the amount of flavor you get from it is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, it is interesting. Um. Although, you know, just just to kind of put it in perspective, I just want, you know, like honey has, like, you know, your average Cab Sauv grape has, like, four times the amount of, like, you know, flavor compounds that your average honey does, you know. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, wine is, you know, it's kind of funny. I wrote this article um, where I interviewed, um, like, Ken Tram and Michael Fairbrother and uh, Susan Rudd and and a couple other judges and stuff like that. And in it, um, Ken Tram, you know, basically said that, you know, that he finds that traditionals are really not that complex for that for that express purpose. That it right. just, you know, it's not a preference thing. It's just the flavor compounds are just much less than you would get from your average, you know, wine grape. And I put that in, and I remember, like, on the forums, like, people were, like, like, f- like flipped. <laughs> They're, like, you know, how, how could you possibly say that traditionals aren't that complex? And people got pretty mad about it. And I'd, like, break this whole response and everything like that. Really? But, yeah, no, no. Yeah. People got really mad.
2: I mean, I, I guess, but is that statement... Do you find that statement true, like for your average honey varietal? I know there are certain honey varietals like Meadow Foam and, and this one, Harry yes. Vetch, that are very expressive. But you know, I don't know a lot about honey varietals, but are, it would seem to me that the majority of honey varietals would be less complex than this.
3: I would say. I mean, we live in the middle of wine country here, and 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 my wife, you know, works at a winery, and you know, I, I would say that yeah, by far, that your average red wine is going to be a lot more complex than your average traditional mead no matter what the honey variety is so far but you know you got to understand that it's like i think there's like 400 commercial meaderies in the country like it's such a new <laughs> thing you yeah, know what
1: you i mean you don't have a lot of volume. you're not getting the the reps where people are going out that far on it
3: we yeah and the and the, and the information is so new on it so you know who knows what's going to come about you know what okay. i mean like 400 it's just like it's forget it i think there's 400 Breweries on Long Island, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's, clo- yeah. it's closer. <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs> no, it's
2: not far off. The um the other interesting thing about mead and I've I've looked into other commercial meteries. I'm only familiar with going you know, as far as commercial meteries go, I'm only familiar with Haymaker. Obviously Michael Farrow Brothers. Yeah. And um Shrams. And uh, Shrams, And then obviously uh um L'Avina Joe's, Joe's. Oh, N-W-A. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I've had some Melvino stuff too, and but I haven't had too many tra- like as far as traditional meads go. Yeah, I, from what I look at, it, it tend they tend to be more adjunct based of the commercial ones Th- that I've come across personally.
3: Yeah, there's not a lot of them.
2: Yeah, so that's another reason why I imagine a lot when people think of me, they don't think of the honey itself; they think of
3: yeah, and it's kind of interesting, you know what I mean? It's like so, um, you know, I just wrote this article for the BJCP newsletter that that went out um, this past week. You know, talking about evaluating meat and stuff like that. And, and I think it's hard for people. It was very hard, you know, years ago for judges to wrap their head around because it's like if you have a specialty beer, right? And it's just like, okay, so this is a, um, you know, like a blonde ale with strawberries, right? They want strawberry to be like, you know, prominent, they want it to be front and center. You know, they want to be pretty equal to, like, the beer and stuff like that. So, when you say to, like, a you know, someone, like, a beer judge, like, all right, this is a, a mead. And you're like, okay, it's me being with honey. Honey should be the most prominent thing. I should be getting, you know, honey up front. And, like, that's not really the way it is. No. You know, for most Melomels, you know, especially for most Melomels, any kind of fruit meads, like, fruit, the fruit, that the fruit addition is really usually the most prominent, you know, in, in you know, in, uh, in the mead.
2: The honey's providing the fermentables essentially, and it's and a backbone somewhat for whatever the the fruit flavor. I
3: would is. say it's more than that. I mean, because like you should be able to tell the difference between a fruit wine and 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 a melamel and a fruit mead. You should be able, as a judge, you should be able to tell that difference. And if you can't, then you probably shouldn't be judging meads. You know, the mead the honey is going to add a distinct characteristic. Especially, you should be able to also be able to tell what the characteristic is. But it's a lot more in. You know, ingrained with the overall flavor profile, right? Well, Michael Fabro calls the totality the totality of the beverage.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes a that makes a lot of sense. I can understand, um, that distinction. Yeah, I can I can see where that can come in. This one, I think it is, it is pretty straightforward and simple, but it's a really enjoyable, clean flavor to it. And I would agree. I think uh, you mentioned towards the beginning of it, like a little carbonation to it. I mm-hmm. think would just you know, just to have, brighten it up just a little bit. The carbonic think, acid. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say that would add that the acid, acid component be, you're talking about. I think it would be spot on and as I forget who which one he's actually set up, but like yeah, it'd be a really good, like, you know, pretty easy mead for everyone to enjoy. Like it's a little higher to a little too high to be a session mead, but you know yeah. almost uh, on that flavor profile of like, hey, you can just sit down and drink these back to back.
3: I think the balance is pretty well on we'll, you know the balance is pretty nice on it and that's intention right we sat mm-hmm. down we tried to figure out the balance on it the last you know the last episode so it came out yeah came out nice I'm happy with mm-hmm. it you know I'll bottle some up and then probably bring a bunch to whatever show we go to the next
2: you should uh, enter at the home rally
3: I, I, you know what I never enter anything into, into competitions because I always want to do best of show I always want those best of show points what was happening is every time I entered a meet in I couldn't sit table you know what I mean because it might
2: oh because they get mixed in you're right yeah yeah, but you're already GM, 2 You don't need any more than that. Hey, G- G- yeah, G- GM3, man.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't, as, I can't, as, as long as, as, as Gordon Strong keeps adding ranks. <laughs> man, I can't believe ha- how many fucking judging
2: points I have. I just can't believe it. Yeah, when you get up there. I have 26 judging points. Like I feel like I've been doing
3: it for like a week. You got something, man? I think I have like 280 points. It's
1: like, it's pretty crazy. Is that a career total number, yeah, or yeah, is yeah, it, yeah, I wasn't sure if like that was for a calendar year? Oh no, 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 that well, would I don't know how. What does it work? You get a point per a event, or year.
2: you be, yeah, you basically get on the liver donor list if you get that for the calendar year. You're just, you know,
1: no, like how does it work? Is it a
0: point per event? You get, or? A, you right. get half a point per session. Well, a okay.
2: minimum minimum of one point for a day. Yeah, if you show up for one session, you get one point. You show up for two sessions,
0: you get one point.
2: So. Okay. Which yeah. is which is why, bring, as, a, as, a, a as, a, as a judge coordinator, aggravates me.
3: So this is Haymaker Meadery's <laughs> Fluffberry. So Adam actually texted me; he he really wanted to know um, what what we thought about this. And um, colors really nice. Yeah, so it's Meadow Foam Honey with blueberries. Oh man, okay. so this is
2: the other. This is not the other. I should say, but as far as my experience, I've had Harry Vetch a traditional and I've had a Meadow Foam traditional, and both of those meads Ooh. were incredibly expressive. Um,
1: Smells like bubble gum. Yeah, it does it have smells a. Smells like pink bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like the, like a bubble gum.
0: Yeah.
3: I think what's nice is that the, the fruit is you know he clearly wanted the you know I, I find with like I said like with a lot of fruit meats, that Ooh. usually the fruit is very jammy. Yeah. This one is a lot more balanced. Like it's really like I feel like the honey and and the fruit are very like fifty fifty in this. Yeah.
1: That was a very good. That was a very good noise that I made there. That was yeah. That was a, you know, this was a really unexpected. Tastes like candy, I feel it like the does. honey character
3: is very prominent in the, in the, in the aroma, yeah. It, it, it is
2: the um, it, it the, that the, that kind the, of toasted marshmallow thing, going on. exactly. That's what I was gonna say. The meadow foam tr- one that I had reminded me of a small, like a, the, the first part of a s'more, yeah, you know, like that, that it, uh, the sweet, sugary marshmallow.
1: I think that uh, mm. that image that he has on the on the label there with the uh, mallow and jam, like, is spot on for what it is. It really. Uh, tastes like fruit marshmallow and that that bubblegum aroma is just is hitting me right there in that like flashback to childhood like yeah. node like oh man like i just opened up a whole bunch of bazooka and like this is what i'm getting <laughs> or, or 70 packs of yeah, top baseball cards can, can i fit the entire <laughs> container of you know bubblegum in my mouth at once and just drool for days
3: this is delicious it is the it is really really uh,
0: fantastic the acidity from the fruit is a nice yeah Balance kind of to the uh, the sweetness,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it, what's interesting though. It's like, um, you know, I, I find that like the it the the a- I don't want to say this. Like the 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 flavor kind of cuts out um, more abrupt than a lot of meads I have. But then the aftertaste, you know, really is this very complex aftertaste of like, you know, like vanilla and um, toasted marshmallow with like little hints of like you know uh what was like the the cereal like um not the count chocula the uh, the, the blueberry the, the blueberry yeah
1: or frank or Franken- frankenberry. frankenberry yeah frankenberry.
3: yeah 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 yeah, like a little bit of frankenberry
1: I kind of get the uh the feeling on the on the back end of it almost like you're starting to get the uh the skin of the blueberry yeah like yeah. that, That's that what kind I get of sensation um, That's a good way to put it yeah you know, a that, little bit of tannic, yeah, just that tiny little bit of the tannic sense mm. to it that goes just through. for yeah just for balance, yeah, but it's. But it, I, you you put a good word to it there. It really is surprising in how abruptly it stops the flavor. Like it's super sweet and then, whoop, oh, breaks on. There you go. Yeah. If it didn't have, if it didn't have
2: that, it would get cloying. It gets, yeah. it, it cleans up super nice. It's almost like uh, how like hops act in a uh, German beer. You know, you get a little bit of uh, the the malt sweetness and then all of a sudden it cleans the palate. Right.
3: One of my favorite things is when you take multiple sips and stuff starts building and it becomes more complex. You know, and I feel like this is doing that. Like the blueberry favorite flavors is definitely building the more sips that I take. But in the aftertaste, I feel like the aftertaste is you know, the the honey character is still extraordinarily prominent. You know, it's it's really nicely balanced. It's 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 a pretty elegant product.
2: I think that a lot of people seeing fluff on there would assume that tasting it even that there was fluff added to it, but it's not. It's just the, that's the honey character that's giving it
1: that marshmallow fluff. Yes. um Yeah.
2: Uh, flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is a, that's a beverage that I would be, like, that's a trouble beverage. <laughs> like that, that's one of those ones, like, honestly, I would sit there and be poor a little bit and be like, oh, this is really good. And next thing, oh, I'm going to have a little more, a little more. And next thing you know, like, the bottle's gone. And yeah, I don't feel like it would sit heavy in my stomach and I wouldn't feel fine. And then all of a sudden I'd just be like, oh, wow, everything's sideways. How'd this happen? <laughs> Even
3: everything is 12%. So just, just to kind of plug something real quick. So Haymaker is not um, sold in New York yet. But you can belong to their um, uh, their their club, which is called the hive and it's it's like seventy five bucks for every three months and you get like usually like four bottles and oh, so four,
2: four bucks for four bottles for seventy five bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's a steal
3: yeah, no, it's it's I really, really, really highly recommend. I'm never disappointed with the with the with that club
0: yeah this is... I hope that the next time that we go to Sesame Place, my wife doesn't miss three exits on the highway and we have enough oh. time to stop there, yeah, this. That'll uh
2: well maybe, maybe you should drive <laughs> just exp- on the way there. <laughs>
3: He's expanding too. Oh yeah, yeah. He's talking about like going into a very big facility.
0: Wow, cool. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean the plan was to go and visit there when we went to Sesame Place back in June, and then because I had pulled up the directions on my phone, and I hate my phone yelling at me when to turn because I actually look at it to see okay, I'm supposed to take this exit. My wife doesn't do that. Apparently, my wife wanted to yell at her and completely ignored the fact that the blue highlighted route was going that way, and she was going straight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, because we're on the Jersey
0: turnpike, she was going to drive right past the next exit instead of getting off to turn around to go back north again. I'm like, what are you doing?
2: And I saw it happening, but I, I'm just, I'm just a lowly passenger all the way you're, in the way, way back. Yeah, seat. you're in the third yeah. row. I needed a bullhorn to be able to yell up far enough, <laughs> <laughs> for, to let her know. Plus, I wasn't gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Because that's your job. <laughs> all right, well, so we're going we're going in for the brag it.
1: We, Ma- uh, we're not rating these ones. We haven't done it, but no. I think it's pretty clear to everybody that we are, are thoroughly fantastic. enjoying. Yeah, all these of them. are,
2: these are crazy good.
1: Mark's gonna give me a spot here on this. Uh, I just so,
2: texted Adam to.
3: Oh, awesome. See if you got
2: any of uh, So, Mark and I had delved into a braggot. We did a braggot with um, the second runnings from our Russian Imperial Stout. Yes. Yeah, Mark hates that beer. We went too weird. We did. We, yeah, we, we hopped it. I don't think it. I've ever heard Mark say that about beer. <laughs> and to be fair, Mark doesn't think the hot dog beer was too weird. He thinks that hopping it with sage and rose hips was too weird. Okay. Apparently that was too weird, but hot dogs aren't too weird. <laughs> well, hot dog spices. Maybe. Wait, wait, and see. Wait to wait until we do our biscuit and gravy uh,
0: scotch ale. No, no, fef, the news <laughs> dunkel. That's the next one.
2: Yeah, we are going to do a biscuit and gravy beer because I've want to do it for a while. But we're not going to put actual gravy into well, it. Well, I would it, hope not. Yeah.
3: Butter. I, you know, it's mostly butter, right? Right. What are you going to do? Like die? the
2: crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the diacetyl candle no no it's, it's a joke going around all the home like this time of year because people buy candles for uh, gifts yes. it goes around all like the homebrew forums and shit like that right. people basically like photoshop a Yankee Candle ad,
0: and they just <laughs> <laughs>
2: call it the asshole Dazzle candle.
3: I'm
0: pretty sure that's like an actual Yankee Candle I think they have label. a popcorn
3: I would way. think so yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm
2: sure they have one of those they just change it to say the asshole yeah
3: so, this, this I'm interested to try. So, by the way, I also added peppers to it. Oh, yeah, I
2: tasted a little bit of this. Did you change it since I, I had a little yeah, bit?
3: Yeah, I added um, I added uh, uh, tartaric acid to it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that
2: was the move. All right. It's got a, a really kind of earthy, like, uh, pep- pepper aroma to it.
1: It smells like pepper plants. Like, when you're outside gardening, like, what the plant itself smells like. Yeah. It's kind of the same aroma there.
0: I mean, I've had enough... Chili pepper beers at this point that like I just associate that aroma with yeah. pepper and beer. No, oh, but I,
1: sometimes you get. Ooh. Ooh. Sometimes you get things on. Oh, we got some napkins. Here we go. Yeah, what you gonna say? Thanks, Steph. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, they are the good napkins. They really absorb a lot. The. Um, no, like a the the earthiness that kind of is in the in the beginning aroma like just of the plant itself that's necessarily when you cook with cook with peppers or when you have it in a variety of different beverages you can get sometimes a really spicy smell or just a just a very hot smell
0: this one isn't that cool that's what I was trying to get to before. what kind of peppers did you use the uh... I, I I like that
3: trio of guajillo pasilla and ancho pepper yeah know, I, I don't yeah. know why I just
2: well I mean it, it's it's a it's essentially like the Mexican triumvirate of peppers. You right, know I mean? right, Like, right. It's, it's, you know, it, it's a, it, that's like a ho- the holy grail of, of Mexican chilies right there. I think what's interesting about
3: this, though, do you remember when you tried it at my house? Yeah. How sweet it was? It was super sweet. Right, and all I did was just
2: add tartaric acid to this. It, oh, that's yeah, it? It, it's yeah, and it basically evaporated the sweetness. There's still yeah. enough left to balance everything. Yeah. But it, um the actual pepper flavor comes through really yeah. nicely. That, that,
1: like, I say earthy, and it's the best way of putting it to me. Like, it's that mole style of pepper. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, the mole that combo- that very the, there's so many components in the mole that always make it such an incredible sauce, and this has that a very deep variety of a ro- of at pieces in there.
3: So let yeah. me ask you guys a question: Would you would you enter this into NHC? Because I, I wanted to actually give this to you for the feedback thing that you did at uh oh at okay the yeah. collective, but I know yeah. I didn't get my act together in time.
2: Um, the only thing I want in it. And, again, it might not be the vision for what you have for it. I think as it stands, it's really, really solid. And I think the flavors that you've – like, the ingredients you've put in, the flavors you describe are all there. Mm -hmm. I would love there to be a mild stone fruit, more more mild stone fruit character that comes through a little more prominently to balance it, to give it more of that mole feel. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's a personal preference. Like, in my mind, that would be – that would make this perfect. But I think that if a judge is knowledgeable
0: of what – those peppers taste like. Yeah, that yeah. I this just is think it. that's the problem with trying to enter this into a competition. Yeah,
3: yeah everybody hates heat.
2: There's, there's no
3: heat in this.
0: The,
2: Zero heat.
3: Some people would say this is hot. It, it's pretty warming. That's not alcohol you're getting in the finish. No, no. Yeah, that, okay. it's that's pepper no, it's heat.
1: not. It's not heat. It's how you should use peppers if they're done right. It's, it's, it's the difference between cooking with actual. Like, it's the difference between actually like Mexican style cooking where there's peppers and there's flavor in there versus, well, let me try to make the hottest thing possible that's just going to burn out my sinuses right, right, and destroy right. everything. Like, this is what spicy pepper should taste like that kind of depth of flavor to it. And I really like it. I don't know enough about like the category to judge it and say like how it would do in a cat, like in that style of competition. I can say that it tastes really fucking good. I really like it. I don't want Thanks. to keep drinking it. That's what I can say. It
0: is really good. I just don't know that it will do well in a competition just because I don't think that in general, unless you send this to um, Houston, that the judges that are drinking it are going to have a good understanding of the flavors that are contributed by those dry chilies.
2: I was going to say if you're going to send it anywhere to send it here. Okay. Because I think that I mean beyond the fact that you know just knowing the judges around here mm-hmm. I think they're very knowledgeable in terms of, of different flavors and stuff and I think that would be the way to go.
3: Do you think do you think it's more of a I mean it's definitely Way more of the fermentables is 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 honey, but do you think it would be better as a mead? Do you think it'd be better as a beer? Because the beer, the, the oh, roasted beer character is I'm, very prominent. I
2: actually forgot, honestly, that it was a
1: uh, that it was a braggot.
2: Mm-hmm. I could totally forgot that it, there was a beer component to it.
1: Oh, does bright? This is me not knowing. Does bright count as a be as a? Beer category it's or a mead. it's a mead category. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: yeah. over fifty percent of the fermentables are, are okay. honey. Okay, I didn't know what the, yeah. the
1: rules were as far as how it divided. Oh yeah.
3: wow, I mean it's it's almost like I would say like seventy five percent of the
2: fermentables wow. are honey. Well, what's really what's really funny to me is that this was highly hopped, and I'm I get more of the pepper character than I do the hop character. I, th- I thought
3: that was really odd too was like the bitterness like dropped out of the, just dropped the, it you sh- know, the, the floor dropped out I, that's
1: that's, that's I why i made the so previous sweet. version of it. So i don't know well it's not
2: even the previous for it's not even well, it's not even i, I had it but it, there was there was an issue with my with mine but it was I mean, i was there it was this is a, a
0: 60 to 70 ibu beer mm-hmm. really wow you see i mean that doesn't come across at all to me this drinks like a me this doesn't drink yeah. like a beer I, I don't think this would do well if you tried to enter it as like an alternative fermentable or something along those lines.
2: I totally agree. I would. I I, I literally forgot that I knew, but just in tasting it, I totally forgot.
3: I, I think what's interesting though is, and and what I do like about this, I will say, is that the pepper flavor, I feel, it really enhances the malt flavor. You know.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely complementary to the uh, the stout wort that's in here, uh, but it's not. Uh, I don't think that the the malt and the, the beer character is really prominent enough, where somebody would drink this and they'd be like, "Wow, what is that? An imperial stout?" Yeah, no, nah, that's for sure. All right. I think it's worth entering. I think that it, I think that
2: if you hit, I mean, just like anything else, I think it's quality enough where if you hit the right judges, it's going to do well.
3: Well, let me let me because the thing is, you only get you only get one entry per category. So remember, the, do you remember the the other? Um, specialty mead that I gave you guys the last time you guys were over where it had like the cinnamon and vanilla yeah. and uh, the roasted chestnuts and the...
1: Yes, I remember that. I remember it. This is better.
3: Okay. I I, I'm this, a, this, I'm... Is, this tastes
1: better than that. That one was very, yeah. very good. This I think is more... This is more surprising to me and I think
0: is just slightly better quality on it. Like, this wouldn't be really a spice good. mead with the base style being a braggot?
3: The, there's no category. There's only... There's no category like that for NHC. she's
2: different. Oh, is it? Yeah, they only have they have two categories basically. Yeah, they,
3: they, mead? they oh, okay. I didn't realize <coughs> they just added a new. They're going to add a new mead category this year. Also, oh, be three. that I know, like Carvin Wilson, and some people were pushing hard, and I was, you know, I was also. I don't know if I played any part in it, but we, we you know, John Moorhead, who's the the organi- the organizer for National Homebrew Competition, we were really pushing him hard to add another mead. There's only three mead categories.
0: I I, I didn't realize
1: so that. What, I've the, never what would be the three mead. categories
3: now? Uh, I don't know the fourth one that they're adding, but. You know, I think well, there well, should be free. at least four. Like there's traditional, and there should be like a fruit mead, and then spice mead, and then like specialty mead. And I, I would break it out further than that. I would have at least six to eight. There's,
2: you know. there's enough entries to support it. Yeah, and yeah. in first round you can you can combine them just like you do for a regular beer comp.
3: I, I would I would I would break them up in terms of sweetness and alcohol as well if it was made, but.
2: Yeah, I would say, I would say between the two of them, competition wise, I think that the other one would do better in a competition than this one, just because of the nature of the beer, of the meat itself. So you just you think the other one is better? Yeah, I mean, oh. I, I wanna I like drinking this one marginally more. I think they're okay. both excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking in terms of like as which far one's as are rolling these the win, dice is yeah. who's
0: going to judge it. That's the true. The ingredients right. in the other one yeah. are much more approachable. They're approachable, or you know, the the judges. Regardless of who it ends up in front of, they're going to have a base level understanding of what those you know, secondary ingredients are.
3: Mm-hmm. And this is, um, by the way, this is orange blossom honey. Okay. So I wanted those citrusy notes to kind of brighten up.
2: Yeah, um, Danielle Malone had brought uh, meads to uh, to the event we had on Sunday, where we uh, were basically judging, pre judging um, national homebrew competition entries to see, you know, as a club, what, what we can do better. And uh, they were real, they were real interesting. They, w- the best part was I got I got to taste what she had three traditionals, one with the one notice. with raspberry blossom, one with blueberry blossom, which I have sitting over there. Except I don't know which one is which in the bucket. And <laughs> so now now I can taste them ahead of time and have like a, maybe an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mark the buckets as I was filling them. But uh, it was so it would have been, been interesting to see what people thought about that. We had Pete there who would have probably had a lot of good thoughts on it. But yeah, I, um, if you had to pick one of the two in. For the only the purposes of which one I think has a better chance of getting going on and making a medal, uh-huh. it would be the it would be the chestnut one. Ooh. What do you think, Mark? You agree? Were you not paying attention at all? I I, oh, I, did, <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did, pay, I did pay attention. But you, I thought you were clarifying what I was saying. I didn't know if you were agreeing with me.
1: No, that was his statement. Okay. So you guys are on the same. I know, hey, I'm the, I'm a the conversation other... with my wife. I'm on the other side. Shut up! That's an insult.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. may we'll put in as a special to be a roll the dice. See what happens. I'd love to see what happens. You know,
2: and the good yeah. news is you, you'll know who's going to judge it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. I got a chance that the, I got
1: a good idea that the judges might like it. <laughs> <laughs> if you know
2: what's really funny though, even like that competition is so fucking big. Like I, you know, even if I thought about like I thought about doing that with a smaller competition, like yeah. the one of the other beer, LiBME, it's fucking impossible. Yeah, like there's so many other variables yeah. that show up, like who has what entry and what competition. Like all I want to do is get done putting in who gets what. At the end, it's like, oh look. That person got my beer. Great, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, dude, there's no way you can skew yeah. it for your favorite. Yeah, I, I had I had someone mention that to me as a joke, not yeah. seriously. Like at LIBME, after the LIBME comp, and they were like, "Well, you know, you know who's judging." And I'm like, if you saw the gauntlet I have to run to <laughs> yeah. to set that up, <laughs> I like, don't even know who's showing up today, yeah. let alone right. who's judging.
1: <laughs> I for sure as shit didn't know who was showing up that day. <laughs> I just I'm just equating in my head. I'm just equating it to running a tournament. And oh. Just going like, yeah, this is what it's like. Now
0: I'm picturing you running through the eliminator and Alpha like... <laughs> You know, from from, uh, from <laughs> American from gladiators. American
2: Gladiators, I
0: fucking <laughs> like love one of the gladiators <laughs> is holding yeah. a shield and it says like "weed allergy" on it, and they like <laughs> piss you with it. The, the,
2: I love the the, the co- padded Q tip. <laughs> that was the yeah, the pugil sticks. Yeah, yeah. And I love the one with the. They had basically had um, a high power potato gun. Oh yeah, yeah. They put they put fire tennis balls, in balls it. at it. That was what well, <laughs> you saw somebody get hurt. You knew that shit hurt. because they're wearing because they're wearing like the nineteen eighties. Yeah.
1: Well, th- and then they're wearing the 1980s catcher's gear. They've yeah. got the catcher's mask and the catcher's yeah, chest guard on. they get hit on. in every seam. They like there was, it was And they looked like they got blown up. Oh,
2: you yeah. uh, <laughs> the look on their face, they were like, Ugh. Well, usually, usually, you know, like
0: taking it right in the calf. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the only part that's sticking out from behind the, you know, the low barrier. It's
3: about as close to running man as you can (laughs) get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I loved that show as a
2: kid. I was like, oh my God, these people are getting fucked up. They won like $10,000 to end, which I'm not saying it's it's not that it wasn't a lot of money. It's definitely like a lot of money. But you could basically get having superheroes kick your ass for an hour. Yeah. for, th- for $10,000. It's yeah. like, okay, I'll invest in a 401k and just wait like 12 years. It's <laughs> way easier.
0: <laughs> but you get to be on TV. <laughs> right, exactly.
2: Yeah. You get to be humiliated on TV by an Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made it people that weren't athletic. They should have taken like, you know, just straight dad bods and just <laughs> thrown them up there and see how long they could last. That's what they do now. They have that show Wipeout that's not on anymore. You, have you ever seen that? Wasn't Mark it? has definitely never seen it. Yeah. Wasn't that just like... The import version of, uh...
1: it was the American version of Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Basically, you just run around on this like these like inflatable things on top of water, uh-huh. and then you know it would randomly have a piston that would come out and knock you yeah. out. No, it I've was supposed it, yeah. to be random. Yeah. Sure, sure wasn't random. There was a guy sitting there with a button going, <laughs> yeah. "You die now!" Like <laughs> never that have stre- been the well, greatest job ever.
1: When yeah. I was in, when I was in college, these it was get on fucked fucked up, too. It was on um. Comedy Central, it was XMC most or MXC Most Extreme Challenge, okay, which was a redub of this show called Takeshi's Castle from Japan, which was the same exact shit, but it was just a bunch of crazy like businessmen from Japan like trying to do this gauntlet of it. Yeah, they but was,
0: sometimes there was an episode where everybody like doing it was wearing a kaiju costume.
1: Yeah, like the, it was so it was perfect for. You know, two o'clock in the morning and tanked at college, and you're like, "Yeah, this is great television." Why? <laughs> and it's re and it's redubbed like like uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, where they're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. G- laughing at the people. They
2: have a reboot of Wipeout with uh, called uh, Hold or something like that. It's it's mini golf. Where you're getting attacked at the same time, basically. Because you trying to blame me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so somebody watched
0: basketball and it yeah.
2: took the first five minutes. Yeah. To start. That's exactly what it is. I don't know if it's going to get another season, but I remember watching it and I'm like, I can't. I can't do it Like this is This is surpassed The level
0: of stupidity That I can I can function under First they tried Interleague play Then they tried Inter sports play Well what's his face
2: Uh, Rob Riggle is one of the Fucking commentators And he is blazed When he's doing it He is high (laughs) as a kite Absolutely His eyes are just Bloodshot out of his head He's like Just just, he he laughed For like a minute And a half straight
3: They didn't even (laughs) Cut away from him (laughs) <laughs> do they show it on like the ocho? Is that like is yeah, that, yeah. It's,
2: it's usually paid extra for it? You, ever like, for you ever like
3: stumble across the ocho, you're like, What the hell is gonna Yeah. That's
2: what we do rock skipping around here. <laughs> I'm like,
3: this is it competition <laughs> yeah, right now? Yeah, right. Like seed spinning, I saw the seed spinning on the ocho once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I love that shit, man. That's, I, again, I want, that's the stuff that I'm like. It's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're like, I am so into this. The, <laughs> the Ocho was the, what the curling was weird, but I guess yeah. <laughs>
2: The Ocho is what ESPN used to be back in the day, though, because you turn ESPN on past ESPN ten 2, p.m. Yeah. it was like people were like doing elbow drops onto giant stacks of bricks. There was uh, surfing was the most <laughs> normal thing you would see. Yeah. and then if it, as soon as you get to midnight, it was midget throwing. <laughs> no, it was
1: not. Yes, it was.
2: <laughs> you would see I all sorts of <laughs>
1: ridiculous stuff, but yeah, it would basically become wide world of sports. Like yeah, like it was all. It's a twist
2: up, is it? That's how old that is.
1: <laughs> it's a twist so up. So we have a
2: rare treat here. We have a 2008 Bourbon County Stout. You know the thing that people like stand online to go attack people for? I thought it was. This is probably worth five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's what I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, BJ was telling me that people are buying the you know 2015, the uh, one that
0: like isn't good anymore. It's definitely yeah. a twist off <laughs> bottle, but I think the cap was just on there for. It was, just, uh, it was just on there for after 11 years.
2: BJ said people are buying the 2015 one that's that's destroyed. Yeah, you know, gross. Yeah. For 150 dollars a bottle.
3: That's amazing. I can. <laughs> so anyway, we got so I got this from to, to get back to beer. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, Bellport Dave at Bellport Coat Beer and Soda, um, he's opening up a vintage room. Um, so one of the things Dave does is, um, which I think is really cool is that he saves certain beers it's not like beers that don't sell. He like specifically picks beers that he thinks age as well, and he you know, and it's stuff that people pay a lot for and clamor for, and he leaves them off to the side. And he's been doing this for enough years that he actually oh, he has a side like the side broom. It's almost like a little speakeasy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that you can go and get. So I walked in there and he uh, yesterday, and he let me get this 2008 Bourbon County. Oh, you did you go to that thing last night? No, no, I I, I had a uh, uh, stuff with my family yesterday, so I was. Uh,
2: I know Ryan went. I was I was saying this. I wanted incident. to go. Yeah, I was saying them before I was going to go, but I, you know my wife had been out the entire day and had she got home around six o'clock. I was like, what do you want to do for dinner? And I, the answer couldn't be like something really quick and then not seeing you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. This this held up pretty remarkably well. There's a little bit left in every once in a while. Yeah,
2: way. but yeah, it's uh the the uh, kind of like boozy bourbon character on it is this pleasant. It's very very pleasant and very plentiful
0: yeah yeah i mean the, the it's got like absolutely no carbonation left to it at all Mm-mm. no not at all but
2: definitely some
3: oxidation in the finish it's a little bit like that paperiness but overall i mean for 11 year old beer
1: yeah uh, it's the creaminess in there there's that there's that creamy vanilla thing going on there that's almost like a Almost like concentrated vanilla soda, like if you ever that, yeah. like or you know, or, or concentrated cola, even right, is, yeah. is there? It's really good. Like if you get a little too much syrup in your, uh, if you get like from the actual soda jerk, they get like a little too much extra syrup in there. You're like, oh yeah, I taste that. There you go.
3: Yeah, if you get the compounds – I think it's called like furfurals. It's like the compound from like the barrel. Is like, like you know, you, if you have like a right amount of aging in a barrel, man, it's it's.
2: Dude, the legs on this are insane oh yeah, oh, it, yeah. You, you, you go across the the, the you don't just, just see it like transparent it's got a color yeah it's like caramel on my glass mm-hmm. it
3: is really super tasty I'm glad I can share it with you guys I yep, appreciate it you, this man, is officially
2: man. the oldest bourbon County I've had yep I had a they had 609s that one night
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: the oldest beer I ever had was a, a 1912. Um, wow yeah it was a it was a it was a 1912 uh bass ale really yeah
1: wow Does that okay. taste as
2: good as this
3: uh it was all like soy sauce mostly but it was interesting <laughs> i had a 1912 out and a 1919 then over the summer i did uh i was over at uh brew cheese um in in northport and there was this guy doing a vintage tasting and he invited uh, me and he had some interesting so we had some stuff from the 20s Wow. Uh yeah. I had a nineteen sixty eight um Guinness for an extra stout. And actually wow. tastes good. tastes good. Wow. Yeah. I didn't we didn't know what year it was and then we just happened to have um uh Chris McClellan who's the the Guinness rep in the area. Right, right. Yeah, so I emailed him I was like, Hey, what is this? And he put me in touch with the Guinness historian. That's and I'm awesome. like, wait a second. You guys have a GitHub? Uh, oh, so this, of course they is, do. This dude's <laughs> job is as like is literally just like he's not like a, like a he's not like an assistant brewer that does it. Like his job, his legit job is as a historian for Guinness. It, like he has like a library of all like the bottles and stuff like that. That's awesome. And he wrote me like so. Chris forwarded me, forwarded him my email, and he wrote me this whole big reply about you know identifying where it was from and stuff like that. It Was the coolest thing. It was, it was really awesome. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing.
1: The only good Guinness history fact is that they made the book as to settle bar bets. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know that, right? The the whole Guinness Book of World Records. Oh yeah, they was a whole give out. It was a freebie that they would give out to their pubs. Like as a, you know, we buy our stuff, we'll give you the book and use it to settle the bets when people are bitching about it. Huh. That was the whole premise of the, the book to begin with. That's interesting. The Guinness Book of World Records.
2: I, until you, you had told me that, you're the one who, who gave me that that piece of knowledge, I didn't never put together that there was never the Guinness either. Book of World Records and Guinness beer. I just assumed there were two Guinnesses that did some different shit.
1: And that, that was the thing. I think that was always it. Like, because they didn't use the same logo. Like, if they used the same logo, like that right. Guinness logo, you would have been like, oh, yeah, I get it, right? But, mm-hmm. like... All the ones like always growing up in like school and like looking at the books of world records, like, oh, hey, this guy's fingernails are 400 feet long. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This like, man can see no... a touch for 14 feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all this kind of crazy stuff. You don't never see that logo once. And you're like, oh, oh okay.
3: Is yeah. it still the same company or did they
0: split off? No, no idea, yeah, but... they, they split a while back, but it did start off as part of Guinness proper.
2: <laughs> huh. When I was a kid, I wanted to have the longest hair in the world. I literally didn't cut my hair for like three grades. I think I'm pretty sure that's my kindergarten art teacher. Oh, yeah. I used to step on our hair by accident. (laughs) Holy shit, (laughs) Jambers.
3: She was a a strange, strange lady.
2: Yeah, anybody who does anything like that. (laughs) Like you look at the guy with with the longest, any of the, any of the, like, not any of them, but a lot of those records, that person did not mean to do that. Like, they got halfway there and said, fuck it, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Like, the longest fingernails in the world, like, they're wrapped around, like, three times. You can't do anything. You're just walking around with clubs on your hands, basically, like... You got halfway there. You're like, might as well, might as well keep going. Yeah. They're That's, starting to curl was, on
1: their own now. Might as well just let it go. Okay.
2: That was always the nastiest thing to me.
1: Yeah, that, oh, the that, long, that yeah. record, the fingernail thing.
2: Yeah. Was nasty. I can picture. Look, like, the last time I looked at a, at a record book, I can picture that in my head. Yeah. Like it obviously settled in.
3: It's like the Muter Museum. Going to the Muter Museum. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go there so bad. Yeah, I've been
2: there multiple times. It's pretty gross. It's it is not.
3: It's we don't distur- want to see a
0: toxic megacolon. <laughs> it's, it's pretty
2: pretty disturbing.
1: This beer is incredible. Yeah, it really is. I think it's um, it's aged fantastically. I think this was it.
2: I think if we if you if we, if we you wait another year to open it, I think
1: it would have been disappointing.
3: Yeah, no, it was it was very reasonable too.
1: Yeah, it's found a really nice niche in there.
3: You know, I, I, yeah, and and just you know, to Dave's credit, you know, even when I you know I went there and he let me in the the vintage room, but there's he has such a great selection there.
2: So yeah, but I mean that's our our place of choice when we go buy stuff. So.
0: I mean, if I'm, yeah. I mean, if I'm looking for more obscure things, then yeah, I go see Dave. Otherwise, no, because his shop is not on the way from my house to either you or Kevin's house. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I moved, so that fucked things up for everybody. Yes, because <laughs> they, yeah, right. So I, I used to stop weekly at Dave's place on my way to your house to watch football on Sundays.
1: Yep. This has been really, really enjoyable. I like it. I'm savoring it. I'm kind of working through it a little bit. Yeah, really tasty. And again, that the creaminess, vanilla flavor is just really impressive to me. I like how how developed that is.
3: Yes, this is nice. You can see why this became a thing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely can. Do you see that? They, did you see that they actually they're selling um, verticals now of Broom county stout? Oh no! I didn't. Yeah, know that. You, can yeah get, like, you can get like a box. It's like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Okay. Yeah, is that that bad
2: actually?
1: I think Either. I could probably do seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. In oh, like you and mean you mean in a sitting? No, no, like oh. if, like out of from my from fridge. His fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <Out of my laughs> That's what I, what's think right, I yeah. have those three in my fridge. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It, you yeah. know, it, it was only if you bought the bottles individually. It was only like let's say you got three bottles at nineteen. It was it was only like an extra ten dollars to have a vertical. I thought that was it. I thought it was pretty reasonable. That's very fair
0: for it. I know uh Sierra Nevada does that with Bigfoot, I think. Hmm. You can buy verticals of Bigfoot.
3: That's interesting. That's a good idea.
0: That's an interesting... I, I like that idea that they're...
1: Uh, that a brewery that's, can do that. Like, that's yeah. a... I think that's a good uh, secondary thing to do. Like, you know, especially around the holidays when you're... Trying to figure out what the hell you... You know, you can't give yeah. people just a bottle, but like, hey, that's a really cool little uh, change-up. It's and a like,
0: very cool gift. The scale of, like, Goose Island and Sierra Nevada, too. It's like, we're just going to put these 10,000 bottles over here for two yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah maybe maybe, maybe cool. more, you know, yeah, right? don't, don't touch these pallets. These ones stay yeah. in the corner. Leave them
2: alone. Well, they, 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 Goose Island a couple of years ago did their, like... This is a full Bourbon County thing. They went from the very first one all the way to the end on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that video?
3: No. Was everybody dead at the end?
2: (laughs) (laughs) They were (laughs) annihilated. I would think so. There were two guys, and they were two fucked. Yeah. I it was more than two. No, it was two two people on video. That was it. Oh, my God. I I watched it twice because I wanted to... at the end I was really paying attention to like the descriptors they were using and like paying attention to the beer. And I'm like, wait, they had to have been really drunk. Right. So then I, I had to watch from the beginning again to see like the progression of like, holy shit, you're hammered. Yeah. They had, there were a couple bottles they had to get from people locally. Like the breweries like did not have them. And they had wow. to like, like put out the bat signal and go, does anybody have any of these? And yeah. somebody, somebody gave like, well, I think they started in the, in the late '90s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And for some of those bottles, some of them were the last bottle left on Earth that they, that they could tell.
3: Wow, that's very cool. My fun fact: my 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 favorite beer to age is uh, Brooklyn uh, Black Chocolate Stout. That beer I've had that beer like ten, you know, ten years old. I knew you were
2: going to say Black Ops. <laughs> no, not Black
3: Ops. Black Chocolate Stout. That that beer is fantastic to. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent, excellent.
0: Surprisingly, feature. I didn't end up with a bottle of that from either of the <laughs> gift exchanges this year. <laughs> Wait until
2: Christmas Eve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might have to fix that. What the hell is it?
2: Um Yeah, but Mark tends to get uh Bourbon County randomly in uh any like beer gift exchange for some reason and she just like finds him. Oh, okay.
0: No, no, not that. The uh Brooklyn Black Ops That's that Black Ops, I'm sorry. That's usually yeah. what I end up with.
2: KBS is no more. We know that, right? What's that? that? This is the last year for KBS. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They said it was. I mean who knows what the fuck they actually do, but Oh, I wonder why. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't say. Maybe they're gonna concentrate on CBS, who knows? Hmm. It's kind of a shame. Uh well, there's a lot of people who've done these articles. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll post a link to the, uh, to the, the to the video watched. video I'm talking about. But it was, it was an official Goose Island thing that they went through and they did every single one.
3: Right. It's pretty uh, sweet to get chosen to be do, to do that. You I can imagine. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that, that's one of those ones. Hey guys, we're doing this project at work. Who wants to Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Choose me, choose me, boss. Choose volunteers. <laughs> tribute. <laughs> that's right. So you remember that week that you wanted to take off in uh, February? Nope, nope, not at all. Doing this. <laughs> nope, okay. I'll be here. <laughs>
0: I'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> Once my liver recovers. <laughs> there
1: you go. I'll,
2: cool. be, I'll be back to work as soon as the diabetes wears off. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could share this stuff with you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for
3: having me again.
1: Yeah, Anytime. Our, our pleasure, man. Thanks so much for coming by. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for this one. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Right. Huh? Cheers, huh? everybody. Huh? Cheers.
4: Hello. My name is Roberto, I have been an avid listener for over two years of the Fantastic Voyage. I remember back when you guys used to have an episode every week, and then all of the sudden, you changed, you changed, man, and you guys only did episodes every two weeks, and it was very tough for me to transition to this. Yet, now, I don't even get episodes anymore. I feel like, I feel like you have abandoned your loving fans, and I am very upset. And I wanted to call to speak to somebody. I hope everybody is okay. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. I'm really worried about you, and I hope you get back to me soon, because me and my family. We sit around and we listen to Beatastic Voyage. It used to be every week and then every two weeks. And now it's been over two weeks and I don't know what to do. My family is going crazy. Please don't do this to me. I hope everything goes okay. If you need some help and support, I will be here to support you. I will support you, I swear, man. Please come back. Back.
0: If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com Thanks for listening and cheers for local
4: beers.